Today on the Gut Health Reset podcast, we are covering so many issues associated with the gut, but also associated and tied to your genetics. Are you struggling with bloating, gas, constipation, and fatigue, but don't know what's causing these problems? The Gut Health Reset Podcast with Dr. Anne-Marie Barter dives deep into the root causes behind these issues that start in the gut. This podcast will give you the knowledge you need to heal your gut and reset your health. Thank you so much for joining us here today on the Gut Health Reset Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Barter, and today I have a returning guest who is so amazing and so awesome. And she talks about all things genetic and her name is Dr. Jay Dunn. And she is the author of a book called Holistic Kinesiology and the CEO of My Happy Genes, which has been a huge project for her and how she's actually changed so many lives by working with the genetics. She is a creator and innovator of holistic kinesiology and holistic methylation teacher and lecturer. For over 30 years, she has researched, practiced, and taught this technique to hundreds of individuals who, like her, are on a quest to find alternative solutions to allopathic medicine. When we're looking at, you know, for example, the vitamin D receptor, mm-hmm. um, how, what percentage of people would you say that you've seen from the testing, would you estimate have a problem with a vitamin D receptor? It's a pretty darn high number. Um, and I, you know, it would be interesting to do a study on, um, different populations because you'll see, uh, higher amounts of that in the African-American population, um, lower amounts in the Northern European, although it's there, it's there too. Uh, it's, it seems to vary by, you know, uh, ethnicity, um, which is kind of interesting. And I think, you know, for, uh, for African-Americans, you know, their ancestry in Africa, they, they benefited from less absorption of vitamin D because they had so much exposure to, you know, to uh, higher amounts of sunshine. And so it's, it's fascinating. And I think this is my own philosophy because I just think about this. Why is this gene in our gene pool? It was advantageous at some point. There's no mistakes here, you know, but the body is designed to survive certain conditions. And why is that vitamin D receptor? Why was that advantageous? Or why has it become a problem? And I think there are several things going on here. Um, the, the the low vitamin D person is also a low dopamine person. And they're, they're going to be the kind of person that's always looking for a dopamine hit. And if you think about, you know, you know, again, I might be wrong here, but I think about who came over from England to kind of colonize this country, who came from other countries to colonize this country, people who are looking for more, you know, they, it wasn't like they were satisfied with where they were. They were like, let's go to the new world and create something amazing and big. And we are the kind of people as Americans that are like never satisfied. It's never enough. We have never have enough money. We never have enough stuff, you know, and we're never busy enough. And you think about how we work. We're constantly on the phone, constantly work, 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 even on weekends, after hours, et cetera. We don't, we don't stop. And that's often a low dopamine kind of behavior If you look at European countries, you know, they take off two or three hours in the middle of the day 
to chill. <laughs> it's like, we're going, oh my God, that's crazy. We think of all the work we could get done during that time. And they take a month off during the year to go on holiday, you know, and they like make chilling and family and uh, enjoying life a priority. We don't, we're like, God, I could get behind. Oh my gosh, you know, somebody's getting ahead of me. So I think, you know, we selected for a low dopamine sort of state. That's one thing. And then and another thing is, you know, the vitamin K2 that's so important for that vitamin D receptor to work properly is out of our diet largely because that's in grass-fed beef. It's in grass-fed, you know, it's in uh, um, fermented things like uh, natto, fermented cheeses, you know, and, and that's terribly un-American food because it's so nasty, but fermented foods, a lot of our fermented foods have K2. So K2 being out of our diet then inhibits that vitamin D receptor further. Uh, so th th there's one hint, you know, go eat grass-fed grass -fed beef and grass-fed uh, butter and, and dairy products. Make sure you do grass-fed because there's, there's the K2 and, and some fermented foods, which, you know, you and I are, are you really can't do much of. So, um, I think that's another reason that, that that gene is so prominent probably in our country. Is this way more than you wanted to know? No, actually, it's great. It's great. I was actually um, looking at something the other day um, and a, a patient of mine, one of the indicators, you know, dark circles under the eyes can be multiple things. And I get mm -hmm. a lot of complaints because I'm in Colorado, right, of I have really dry, wrinkly skin. And mm -hmm. the wrinkly skin part and the, the dark circles I think can be a, a K2 deficiency. So oh, is that right? I've not uh -huh. seen that correlation. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, so there's yeah. a correlation there. Um, oh, and I'm, so it kind of interesting, dry skin, a lot more omega, you know, omegas, right. et cetera, but most people can't absorb them, right? Even true. though they're doing huge amounts, right? So, so what else would we see nutrient wise, vitamin wise, missing potentially on the vitamin D receptor? Like what are some of the minerals that people are missing nutrients? Uh, for the vitamin D receptor, it, it's a two-sided receptor. So it's got, you know, it's got two halves and, and one half of it is what's called a retinoid X receptor. It accepts vitamin A into the slot and the other side accepts vitamin D. So that two-sided, I don't know how to do the graphics here. Here we go. <laughs> uh, it requires both A and D. And it, so A is a cofactor in the proper functioning of that vitamin D receptor. And then the K2. And the K2 is the director. He's like, uh, we're going to tell, you know, so you, vitamin D, when you get vitamin D absorption going up, you're going to absorb minerals. It's just part of, you know, how, what vitamin D does, which is cool. But the minerals, if you take them in, without taking K2, as you probably know, they're gonna go right to your arteries and your kidneys and your joints. The K2 is the director. It says, you know, send this, these minerals to the bones and out of the arteries. And we're actually seeing the arteries completely clear uh, on people who, who are getting their K2 in there, the K24 and K27s. Um, so yeah, those three the, are the cofactors, the vitamin A and the D. And okay. And it's interesting, uh, you're a kinesiologist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, to, to spot a vitamin D, a VDR person, or somebody who's got a VDR variant, put vitamin D on them without the cofactors and they will go weak on vitamin D. It's weakening to them. And that, you know, I saw that for years as a kinesiologist. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. This person's 
blood work is showing low vitamin D, but they test weak on vitamin D. This, what is going on here? And as you know, the kinesiology is trying to tell you something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a check method. You know, and I just from the labs, you know, what's so interesting to me is looking at, for example, the vitamin D labs. Yeah. I would say 70% of people, about 70% are low in vitamin D, somewhere okay. below 20 or below 30. Yes. It's across insane. the board. And they always say the same thing. And I, yeah. but I get outside. I'm outside a lot. Yeah. And so or I take vitamin D or I know? take vitamin D. And so yeah. that is basically a methyl, uh, basically a, a genetic issue. Correct. Right. Yeah. That receptor doesn't work. So it's like, it's like, here's the receptor. The interesting thing is, you know, those cofactors and coenzymes like the AMK change the conformation of the receptor. So you add a, the ANK in there and bam, it opens up the receptor and now D can get in. So without that receptor being open, D can't get in. It's just that receptor is not working. So that's what the, the cofactors do. You know, if you can think of it really in physical terms, uh, it, it changes the conformation of that enzyme and opens it up. So now vitamin D can get in. Um, so that person taking vitamin D, you know, it's not gonna go in there and it's actually gonna become toxic. It'll look like here's their blood work. Low is low, 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 18, 20. You know, I, I've seen the same thing over the years. And it's like, but their body's saying, no, don't give me any D because uh, they can't absorb it. So you add the K and the A in there and then the body tests strong on D. It's like, yeah, give me, D. I can do it now. My receptor's open. Let's, let's bring it on. So then, you know, you, but here I caution the listeners, don't go out and get vitamin A and K and D and start taking them until you know what you're going to do downstream things are going to happen you're setting things in motion i want to go into because i know that people are out there like but how do you burn fat as a fuel how do you (laughs) how do you do that like i've done everything i've tried every diet i'm restricting i'm doing intermittent fasting i'm eating one meal a day i still can't lose weight so can we talk about the the s uh lc um genetic variant yeah, I love that. I love that gene because that that really opened. It's it's right down where you get into the electron transport chain, and that's where we make energy out of our food. So it, that block will block you from t- turning fat into energy, and which is no fun at all. And it causes you to store fat. It's huge. It's a big deal. So the yeah, the SLC twenty two A four and the SLC twenty two A five are genetic variants that will keep you from burning fat as a fuel, not fun. Um, I can tell you, I've got those. And so ergothionine, again, from mushrooms. So we look at reishi, maitake, shiitake, even button mushrooms uh, have it in there and crab meat, like king crab. This is, this is your excuse to go out and eat king crab. There you go. With mushrooms. Sauce. And grass-fed butter. <laughs> yes. There you go. And then that opens up, you know, again, we're looking at the cell. How do we get fat into the cell and then into the mitochondria to make energy? That's step number one. Boom, you've opened up, opened up the cell and uh, carnitine is the next ingredient. So with your, uh, one way you can test kinesiologically is test them for carnitine. If they go weak, you know that that carnitine can't get into the cell to help you burn fat. And then you add in the mushroom blends uh, together, that's those two together for that and for that variant, uh, the mushrooms and the and the carnitine. And I love the carnitine fumarate. It seems to be um, the best form of carnitine that I've found. 
will open that up. And then now you're putting fat into the electron transport chain and you're making energy out of it. It's a happy day, happy day for a lot of people. So that's and, the secret. And will you see a, a, a person generally have problems like, oh my God, I can't stay away from carbohydrates. I need carbohydrates. Um, yeah. I cannot do this keto, uh, paleo, Atkins type diet. I really need carbs. Is that yeah. kind of what you see present? With that, with that SLC 22A4? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And that's usually, there's a block in the electron transport chain because there, there are other genetic variants down there. One, one of which is the endufus gene and that one requires a CoQ10 and the carnitine. Um, that one can lead to all kinds of neurological problems, but also the carb craving, you know, and I, I, I think of that as a symptom, not a personality defect. To, you know, because people are embarrassed. They're like, yeah, well, kind of, you know, I binge on ice cream or I binge on cookies. And I'm like, if you were balanced, you wouldn't want them. And that's been my experience is if we get that, you know, if we get that pathway going glycolysis, where we're turning sugar into ATP, essentially, you know, that's the cliff notes. If it's working correctly and, and you're, boom, you're going all the way down there, your body won't want the carbs. It'll be like, yeah, it doesn't even sound good. And, you know, for somebody who's craving carbohydrates, they're like, I can't even imagine that. You know, I can't even imagine. I have to make myself put down the ice cream or put down the cookies. And I'm like, that's a symptom. You're telling me that your body isn't making energy. That's all you're telling me. Because your brain is the biggest user of sugar in the body. And it's yelling at you, give me food. And so when you can generate that energy at the cellular level, your brain's going to shut up. And it's, and that's what I've seen consistently. I don't have to tell people stop eating sugar anymore. They just go, this doesn't even taste good or sound good anymore. I just stopped. And it's like, that's cool. That's balanced that cause it's sustainable. You know, this talking to people about just don't eat sugar. They'll go. Yeah. Okay. Can I still have my cookies? <laughs> All right. <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> So many people struggle with bloating, bowel issues, brain fog, fatigue. You might not even have any gut issues, but did you know the cause of it could be food sensitivities or gut infections? What I have done is I have brought a talented functional nutritionist into my practice. We have very similar training in the nutritional world and her name is Alexis Appleberry. She is awesome. So you can head on over to our website, Alt ALT FAM FAM Med MED, and have a consultation with her and schedule so that she can help you get to the root cause of your problems. I, I see a couple of things with carnitine. Um, number yeah. one, people get starving. Have you noticed that at all? If you put somebody on carnitine and they get very, very hungry, have you seen that yeah. at all? That would be that same variant. Put it, put them on it with ergothionine, some form of the mushroom blends, uh, and you'll see that stops. Or you're looking at a variant then underneath there in the electron transport chain. I think if you get a visual, it's it's a little more powerful. So if we look at, you know, here's uh, glycolysis. Here we go from glucose to pyruvate to acetyl CoA, and we go down into the citric acid cycle. And then down into the electron transport chain. So here's that SLC22A4. And again, it, you know, it requires the ergothionine and the carnitine. Uh, these two enzymes too, the endufus 
I always call it endophis, endophis, and the MMAB also require carnitine. So if you're giving somebody carnitine and they have this genetic variant here, it's just, it will make them hungrier because it's, it's like backing everything up that pathway. Um, but you can also have some issues down here in the electron transport chain. And this is uh, where the rubber meets the road as far as how we make ATP. You know, we go through uh, complex one, two, three, four, and then oxidative phosphorylation. Here's where the basic unit of ATP or energy for the body is made. But you can have genetic variants. Anywhere you see a purple balloon, you can have genetic uh, variants here. So it can impair uh, even when you get, you know, the carnitine in there and you get the ergothionine in there. You still have to get through this chain of um, chain of rea chain reactions uh, to get the ATP, which is, uh, you know, the endpoint, the energy. Do you know what the electron transport chain does? Mm -hmm. It transports electrons down the chain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just figured that out. But anyway, you, there are lots of things that can interfere here. We're looking at mercury, you know, metformin, insecticides, antibiotics, fluoride, chlorine, electromagnetic fields, radiation, heavy metals, etc can interfere here. So this is where, you know, us talking to our patients about, all right, let, you know, get away from the EMFs or, and don't brush with fluoride toothpaste and watch the chlorine in your drinking water. And, uh, you know, are you taking medications? Are you using insecticides? Are you, know, are you eating organic? That makes a difference. This is where you can show them directly, you're interfering with your energy production. This will make you hungry and this will make you gain weight. This is the direct correlation between our environment and our energy and, and weight levels. So um, not everybody gets that. Patients don't get that. They're like, why should I spend more money on organic? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> you know, you're trashing your mitochondria and your energy production. It's going to make you tired. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it's worth it then. Yeah. Um, so we, we look at, you know, do they need more CoQ10? Because this is CoQ10 right here. Do they need more molybdenum? Do they need more B2 riboflavin? Because uh, uh, those things can interfere with the, the functioning of this electron transport chain correctly. Uh, so if you put carnitine in there, you're actually putting pressure on this. And if it can't get through, it's gonna create problems. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then who has not been exposed to heavy metals, you know, or, you know, things in the drinking water, you know, or, you know, yeah. fluoride or whatever it is, um, right. you know, folks have just been exposed up and down. And would you say that probably the biggest thing, because our, like kids generally, and this is actually starting to change, but kids generally go from carbohydrate burning to fat burning to carbohydrate burning back to fat burning. But as adults somewhere, this yeah. hits a wall for us, you know, somewhere yes. in the 19 to wherever time frame, And they're like, well, I can't lose weight. Well, it must be yeah. menopause. It must be this. It must be, right. you know, whatever I'm stressed, whatever it is. Um, do you feel like it's just the exposure that has built up or what do you feel like really kind of switches, like honks up the pathway later in life more so? That's a really good question. Cause it's something I think about a lot. Cause I watch kids and I go, where did that energy go? Where did that metabolism go? Because it's it was there, you know. It's not a genetic thing, but that that's exactly right. We're looking at tra electron transport chain or mitochondrial damage that builds up in our lifetime from exposures, and 
and these exposures, a lot of them are modern day exposures. You know, the medications, the electromagnetic fields, the pesticides, um, a lot of the chemicals in our environment, the heavy metals, those are all modern day kind of problems. So no wonder we're obese, we're tired, we're gaining weight easily, our metabolism sucks. And for this person too, here's the other thing that I find is that they won't be able to exercise. These okay. people, you know, when they have uh, damage down in, in this area here, uh, don't have any fuel in the tank. And so they go out they, you know, people say, well, just get off your butt and go out and exercise. Like, you don't understand. It makes me feel terrible. And I, I was one of those people too. It's like, God, I feel worse when I exercise. I ha it takes me a couple of days to recover until I started working on my electron transport chain and my, and this, you know, this whole area in here. And now it feels good when I exercise and I want to. So this is another area where it was like a paradigm shift, you know, where we talk to our patients about, all right, get regular exercise. And they look at you like, you don't understand. You know, you don't understand. Okay. I know I should, or they feel guilty or they beat themselves up because they can't, or they don't feel good. It's like, yeah, I know I should. Um, but then you, when they have energy, when they have cellular energy, they go, I want to, I want to go, let's go for a walk, you know, let's, let's go. So it was, it was again, that paradigm shift, they won't be hungry and they'll want to exercise and their metabolism will turn on. And it, that was really fun to see. Um, I had one patient that used to first, when I saw this with, she was terribly obese and she'd fly down from New York to see me in New Mexico. And, um, uh, she had to buy two seats. She was so big and she, you know, I knew she was overeating and I, you know, is it, it's like anybody on this planet that doesn't know sugar causes weight gain. I don't think so. You know, anybody that doesn't know that smoking causes lung cancer. I don't think so. I don't think that news has not gotten out there, but, and we had been working on kinds of stuff. She had a lot of cardiovascular issues, et cetera. And I put her on, eventually I put her on a, a program for this and she called me up and she was crying and I see, you know, I said, what's going on, Elaine? And she's like, I, she said, I didn't want to tell you, but I was binge eating like a whole bag of Oreo cookies almost every night. And she said, I don't even want them anymore. She said, I realize it's not my fault. And I feel like my metabolism suddenly just turned on, like the lights came on. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what you should feel. And the weight just started to kind of come off of her. So, um, it's, it's backwards. It's backwards from what we've been taught, you know, like talk to them about their diet and their exercise and, you know, restrict these foods and that blah, blah, blah. I'm saying get the body fixed and it won't want those foods. It'll, and it won't, you know, the energy will be there to exercise. So it's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah. well, so I, you know, I guess I would like to wrap up today. Um, I feel like we've covered a lot. I still feel like we have so much to cover so much more yeah. to cover. Um, but this has been wonderful. So where, where can people find you if, if they want to get in touch with you and get this genetic test run? Uh, good question. If you just go to my happy genes, all one word, myhappygenes.com, um, you can get your testing done there. And for the listeners, what I'll do is I'll put in a, a, a coupon for $25 off and we'll, we'll call it fearless 25. If they put that in when they check out, if they're interested in buying the DNA test and seeing if they do have that BDR or the SLC 22A or the HLAs or the NOS is sulfur, just some of the genes we've talked about, and especially those ones down in the 
electron transport chain. This is the way to find out, you know, and this is a way to find out, you know, what's your best diet uh, for you. So that's kind of cool. So yeah, capital F, fearless 25. And then when you get your, your DNA testing done, it's all private too. That's the good news is we never share your data and um, your, your information is only tracked by a barcode. So your name is never on there. It's very private, which is which is good. Not true of a lot of the DNA testing sites that are happening right now. So that's my story. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you, everybody, for listening. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe, say hello, let us know what you want to hear more of. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Gut Health Reset Podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, leave a rating and a review so more people can hear about the podcast. And hey, take a screenshot of this episode and tag Dr. Anne Marie on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Anne Marie Barter. And for more resources, just visit DrAnneMarieBarter.com.